Hello and welcome to the 99 Yards Podcast. We're here with another of our famous division previews. Up this week, we've got the NFC North. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm happy to be joined by three of my 99 Yard colleagues, Duncan, Adam and Stuart. How are we all? Very good, thank you very much. Yeah, very good. Um, looking forward to seeing what everyone's decided to do with this division. All good, thanks. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the uh, how, how the teams are split up and uh, who's struggling. It will indeed. Regular listeners will know we ran through the AFC North last week. This time we're staying up north for the NFC North. Uh, home of the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings and the Lions. We're creating our dream NFC North team, picking position by position until we've got a full team and we've got a pretty good idea of how things will go out this year. Uh, so let's start off at quarterback. Uh, Stuart, kick us off. This should be a nice, easy one. Who have you got a quarterback? Yeah, I don't think there's very much debate about this one. Um, Aaron Rodgers, very easy. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, has been for a long time. And I don't think at this stage there's much challenge in, within the division for that for that position. Yeah, I went with Michael Jordan. I mean, Aaron Rodgers too. Uh, there's not that much competition in this division. Uh, Rodgers may not be at his absolute best, but he's he's good enough to be the be- best of the four available, uh, depending on what Justin Fields does, of course, but as a rookie. Yeah, uh, I'll quickly agree to Aaron Rodgers and say, Brian, you've got the best accent to be hosting the uh, the two North um, <laughs> division <laughs> previews. I think you should tell us this is the real North. Nah, up North. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's an easy one. Aaron Rodgers all the way. Well, yep. Um, I don't think we have any arguments there, are we? So Aaron Rodgers. Um, next up, running back. Is it Rodgers' uh, partner in the back there? Another Aaron? Is it Aaron Jones? What do we think? I've gone for Dalvin Cook. I think he's he's been a really he's been key to the Vikings' success. Obviously, Kirk Cousins has been a bit hit and miss since his his mega contract. And the, the the Vikings offense has really run through Cook when he's been fit. So that's that's the option I've gone. Obviously, Jones was, was the other threat, but I, th- I think Dalvin Cook's the, the best option out of the four. I've agreed with Adam. I've gone with Dalvin Cook as well. Um, I think last year we saw what a healthy Dalvin Cook can be. He'd, he struggled for a couple of years with injuries. He'd missed games here and there, but he had a really very strong uh, 2020 season and he was the, the main driving force behind the the Vikings offense at times and um, so he just shaded it from it I think uh, Aaron Jones uh, did very well he had a really good season uh, earned himself a good contract from the Green Bay Packers as well and um, but yeah we really for me Dalvin Cook was the was the was the main choice really yeah for me again Dalvin Cook he is for me the second best running back in the league behind Henry um, uh, and it's not even very close um no slight on Aaron, Aaron Jones, great running back. Uh, he's done some great things and he's still young. He's got some greatness to come. But I did think NFL UK, uh, their Twitter was trolling us earlier today. They said, who are you taking, you know, Henry or, or, or Aaron Jones? I'm like, it's not even a question, surely. Um, Davin Cook. Come on, guys, we need a bit more debate than this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I I had it as a bit of a toss up between Cook and Jones, and I, I leant towards Jones. And and to be fair, I'm I'm sort of thinking why after after what you guys have said. Um, but yeah, they're, they're both really great. Uh, I've I've been outweighed on a three to one, and I'm I'm quite happy to say we'll, we'll give it Dalvin Cook. I mean, Adam, if you want to kick off and argue, let, let's mm-hmm. do it. But we we all seem pretty happy with that so far. 
no argument on this one. I'm sure the Don't worry. I don't even think you're going to get more much argument with the wide receivers either. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll go. We'll, we'll we'll try and maybe get an argument. We'll go tight end first. Who have we got as our NFC North tight end? This this was difficult, more difficult because they're not. It's not absolutely full of you know worldy tight ends. Uh, I've gone for Hawkinson. Uh, I think I think his best is yet to come. Uh, he's very talented. He's very athletic. He's a big guy, uh, but he you know he he, he gets it purely because I don't think there's a ton of competition in that position. Yeah, we're not creating much debate here as well, because I've also gone for TJ Hawkinson. Um, there's, I, I think there's maybe not going to be a huge Detroit representation in this team. I'm maybe speaking out of turn here, but he's certainly one of the players from that Detroit side that I think um, will, will do well this year with the new head coach. I think he fits into what he's looking for in this team. Um and again, I think he's got a lot of potential. And if he can play up to that potential, he could be one of the better tight ends in the league. Go on then. I'll uh, I'll spice it up a bit. I, I was going to go with, with Hawkinson, but I'm, not to say I was convinced by him by any means. I'll go with uh, Cole Komet, who had a, a very good rookie season with the with the Bears. Uh, a solid option. Again, the the tight end class here isn't isn't great and could probably be described in, with the four letter word of your of your choice. But I think Cole Komet could have a really, uh, really good season, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how the Bears utilise him because because they don't have that much else on offense to to work with, or for for Justin Fields to work with. It's, okay. it's a fish. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Brian. You haven't had your chance. I was just saying, let's let's get into it then. I went, um, again, this may be a bit left field, but I went Robert Tonyan at, at Green Bay just because he got 11 touchdowns. Um, it helps if you're playing with MVP Aaron Rodgers, of course, but um. 11 touchdowns as a tight end, he's, he's, he's pretty useful. Um, it was either between him or Hawkinson. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's, the, I guess, the offensive coordinator for the uh, under-14s, Charlie Buccaneers in me, but 11 touchdowns is, uh, is pretty valuable. So I, I lump for Tonyan. He is a key piece for Rodgers, definitely. Uh, and not just because they're lacking in you know, receivers outside Adams. Um and he's really good at what he does. I think overall, in pure talent, I would take Hawkinson first. If I was building a dream team, which is what we're doing, I'd stick him in there over over Tonyan. Uh, but it's no arguing with the production. Cole Komet, very interesting shout. Um, he's going to be a talent. He comes from a college uh, strong of tight ends. Um, I think he's got a heck of a lot of potential, but he's not quite there yet. I can't wait for Aaron Rodgers to, to finally come back to, to camp after the Packers re-sign Robert Tonyan in eight years' time, having been mm-hmm. around the league, we'll see. <laughs> Just like uh, with Randall Cobb, uh, solid option, but I, I wouldn't. I would say it's more on Rogers' performance rather than Tonyan himself. Um, certainly in terms of the the sheer volume of of touchdowns. Not to say that uh, Tonyan wasn't a bad option. Well, there we go. Let's uh, let's stick with T.J. Hawkinson then. It might be a a rare opinion. A rare. Uh, I'll start that again. Um, Right, well, there we go. Let's stick with uh, TJ Hawkinson. It might be a a rare Detroit player that we've got in there. So that's, uh, yeah, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. On to wide receivers. Guys, who is your three best wide receivers in the NFC North? Does no one fancy putting a tight end at flex by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) 11 touchdowns. I don't know. I mean... I, I, I... 
I've I've cheated as as you guys have called it many a time on this thing, but no, I've definitely gone for three wide receivers. I think there's three guys who um warrant that chance to be on the on the dream team. Go on then. So yeah, you want me to kick off? Okay, um so yeah, my three guys are uh, Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers, Alan Robinson of the Chicago Bears. And Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. And I'd be interested to see what, what you guys come up with and then maybe we can have a wee uh, discussion around that if there's any differences. Mm-hmm. I have gone absolutely exactly the same. Um, Adams is one of the best in the league. Robinson is one of the best slot receivers in the league and he really is the thing that keeps Chicago going. Uh, and Jefferson has the chance to be one of the best. Um, his, his mate Thielen, uh, I, I love him. He, he's been... Great, um, but I think Jefferson has taken over as their number one. Um, and they've also got a third guy. I was naming some rookies that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Smith Marset is making some big noise in camp to be the number three guy. They don't really have a number three at the moment. Um, I, th- I think he could be something good. I'll agree with you guys on on two of them. Uh, obviously, if Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson weren't all pros, they certainly were for our uh, for the 99 yards all pro team, and they very much deserved that that honour. For the third one, I went with the other ob- obvious option in in Adam Thielen. Maybe it's just a bit of I, I enjoy watching him play, but I think he's a, a real real solid option, uh, and uh, a, a key reason why Jefferson had such a successful rookie year that there was someone opposite him to make sure that 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 there was a bit of space for for him to perform i'm not going to argue that much on on alan robinson but personally i would go Thielen over over robinson do we think that alan robinson's a little bit underrated by people um who, who follow the nfl i think he's i think he's a real top receiver and i was I was almost hoping for his sake that the, the Chicago Bears didn't sign him again mm-hmm. to allow him to go somewhere to, to flourish. Although he might do so, he might be a bit happier now he's got Justin Fields, but coming from Jacksonville to Chicago, he's never had great quarterback play in his NFL career and he's flourished. I think with a good quarterback, he could be better than we've seen him. And I think that maybe people sleep a little bit on Alan Robinson. Yeah, yeah, it's the old uh, Andre Johnson story, isn't it? He never had a great quarterback. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald has done everything he did without a great quarterback. And Adam Robinson, definitely underrated, one of the best slots slots going. He did come out of the, the Bermuda Triangle of, of the NFL in, in, the, in the sort of SEC country, obviously, at the, the Jags. And maybe that does factor into how, how people perceive him because now he's a, he's a big money receiver, so he's he's got to live up to that talent. He's not outweighing the, in terms of value um, now that he's on his bigger contract in, in Chicago. Not to say that his uh, he he isn't performing, but it's just a, a bit of perception, I guess. What you, about you, Brian? Who was your three? Oh yeah, I've got the same as uh, yourself and Duncan, Alan Robinson, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. Um, totally get what you were saying about Thielen, and and he was for me he was he was sort of. Not far off taking over uh, Alan Robinson's spot, but yeah, I I, uh, I love for Robinson, and hopefully for his sake more than anyone, he he should benefit from from Justin Fields. He certainly looks good with all the in all the preseason hype. I know you shouldn't buy it, but I like to buy it and get involved and get excited. Um, so yeah, that that'd be my three, and I think we're uh, I think we're okay to agree with them three, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. And Robinson, Robinson, not least, because uh, we've interviewed him for 99 yards uh, when he was in London, so bonus points. 
There we go. Um, next on to the uh, offensive line. What do we think here, guys? I thought it wasn't the uh, the strongest grouping we've had. I think it makes the tight ends look great. <laughs> <laughs> it depends a lot if, if uh, David Bakhtiari is fit. Uh, obviously, he's going to start the season on the PUP list, uh, so he's, he's going to miss some time, and that's going to really impact how well the, the Packers can go, although you, you'd like to think they will probably still win the division. Uh, so I've, I've gone with uh, Bakhtiari as, as the left tackle and Jason Peters, which shows how much we're scraping the battle as, as the backup if you if we're not going to count him. Elton Jenkins, probably the the strength, the real strength of the line at, at left guard. And Ezra Cleveland was another uh, strong option at, at left guard. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I know some of us will put uh, guards left or right, but I've, I've tried to stick to, uh, stick to their true position. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, I've, I've got at centre. He was a promising rookie last year for for the Vikings, um, but needs to something needs to develop, and um, we need to see more of him before I would say that it, it's a real strength of 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 this team. Uh, depending if you want to count Cleveland, but I've gone uh, at, at right guard. I've gone Halabulavati Vitai. He he was uh, solid enough with the Eagles um, and performing uh, and has performed well uh, since moving across uh, to Detroit. Uh, and at right tackle, I think there's a there is a strong option, but equally in Penesal, he's a rookie, um, and we never know how well uh, they, they trans uh, transition into the NFL until they've taken a snap. So I've taken a bit of a risk there, but it, it does show how uh, the, the dearth of talent there is across the the offensive line, in my view. I, I have to, I, I I hate to do this, but I have to disagree a little bit. Um, I've got five players who I think are some of the strongest players in the league. Um, David Bakhtiari obviously goes out saying he's one of the best left tackles. Um, he's not a huge name, but he's getting there um, in terms of being a household name. His play is just one of the best. Elton Jenkins, uh, as you mentioned, he's one of the best guards going. Um, Frank Ragnall just got a contract to be the highest paid centre in the league. Uh, that's not just Lions love there. I'm, I really think he's a, a cracking centre. Um, Ezra Cleveland, as you say, I mean, I, I have uh, been generous and put him at right guard, whereas he plays left guard for the the Vikings, uh, has a ton of potential. Um, and their right tackle, Brian O'Neill, had uh, a mixed first season, but he's really come into his own now and has solidified that spot um, with the Vikings. And I think it's a pretty strong group. Yeah, so I, I've actually agreed with you, Duncan, on that team. We've got, well, we've got four guys who are the same. Uh, I've gone for Jenkins and Cleveland as my guards. I think Ezra Cleveland has done really well. I think he was initially drafted as a tackle, but he's he's been playing at guard for for Minnesota and he's really done very well there. Batiari on the left side, no no questions about putting him there as well. And Frank Ragnow again, you've you've kind of spoken about him. He's a guy that I've got a lot of a uh, high opinion of. I think he's one of the the better interior offensive linemen in the league and then obviously stands out being on not such a great team with, with Detroit and the, the right tackle have done what Adams and have taken a bit of a flyer on Penny Sewell on the potential, although giving up a sack to my favorite player in the draft last year, Greg Russo um, at the weekend, maybe <laughs> hasn't done him any favors, but um, yeah, so that that's who my five are. I think it depends how strong, well, whether the, the two obvious picks are, at tackle certainly from mine and, and Stuart's point of view, uh, whether they play uh, really in terms of how strong this line is, as as it would be with if you were without your first choice left and right tackle in in any team. But uh, back back to Ari and Saul, 
I think would re- would really improve this line if they're playing at 100% and transition into the NFL well. Yeah, agree. Just just to finish off, mine's I guess a mixture of uh, sort of everyone. Bakhtiari at left tackle, as if he's fit, he's one of the best around. Left guard, I've got Cleveland uh, from Minnesota. Frank Ragnow, Ragrow, whatever, uh, from the Lions as my centre. I've got James Daniels from Chicago as my right guard. Um, I sort of have to uh, disagree with Duncan. I didn't think this was the, the strongest, especially the lines that we've, the sort of all-star lines that we've been through. Uh, I didn't think this grouping was the best, so I was semi-scraping the barrel there. Uh, and then I've got Brian O'Neill at my right tackle. I was tempted to put Penny Sewell in, um, and he should be a fantastic player for some time. Um, but until we see it on the field, for sure, I'm sticking with a, a more known commodity. <laughs> I will say, um, just to be cheeky, that if you guys are going to have players like Vitae <laughs> in at guard, uh, and Brian, to leave out Jenkins, uh, one of the best guards in the league, the line is definitely going to look weaker. Um, in terms of Penny Sewell <laughs> and, the, and the right tackle, um, you're here. You're I, here. I, I don't normally want rookies in this in my dream team. I don't know how they could pan out. They could be absolute busts. But I completely trust Penny Sewell. I think he's going to be one of the best tackles for the next ten years. Um, I think that he was a steal for the Lions. And while Brian and Neil's uh, really showing, you know, showing up to be a good player, I'd, I'd go for Penny Sewell if you guys if you're very happy with that. I really will. I was going to say, do I not get any extra credit for saying Halabula Vati Vitae correctly? <laughs> <laughs> have you been practicing that all day in the a podcast today, have you? It did take a couple of attempts just to make sure I got it right. Although, who's saying I did get it right, to be fair? <laughs> I feel like any time you can say that, it deserves to be said. So, that's good work. So, who, 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 we, uh, who are we certain on then, guys? Who, who's going in? I think we're no, all, we're all fine with Bakhtiari. And Jenkins. I think Ragnall got uh, consensus three out of four. Mm-hmm. Jenkins, and I'm unsure about the right hand side. I think Cleveland is sure. Yeah, I've, I, that's the two that I've gone for. Um, I think that I, I'm not a stickler for sticking the guards to the correct side, and I think that it's probably easier to slide a guard over than it is a tackle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be happy enough for that. Absolutely. There we go. That's our uh, offense done. So, what do we think then, guys? Looking at these offenses, obviously uh, the team we've got here, quite a few Packers in there, uh, and then a, a few, uh, well, a few from everyone else. Really, it's it's sort of a bit mixed. But are we we're pretty happy in saying that the Packers have got the best overall offense by far here, aren't we? I don't know. There could be a Vikings renaissance if Cousins can get it together. They've really got some pieces. I think that Rogers very much tips the tips the scale. If you're going to yeah. that argument, though, uh, even even Kirk Cousins at his best, if you're going to compare Rogers to uh, compare with Rogers' performance from last year, then then I think the Packers have it. But I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% sold on on the Packers as a as an offense. I think it's the best of the four, but I wouldn't say it's it's best in the league um, by any means. Well, there we go. Let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Um, it's always a good little argument in terms of how many defensive line, what what sort of formation we're going. So, uh, some kickers off defensive line. Who have we got? I have gone four two five as I always do. I'm sticking to my formula <laughs> because I'm very happy with it. Um, so, I'll kick you off with my front four. 
And I've gone Khalil Mack at defensive end. Uh, and Zadarius Smith opposite him. I think he's uh, the, the best of the two Smiths who really shine in Green Bay. Um, defensive tackles, I've gone for two, uh, again, two of the more underrated players in the league who I think are actually fantastic and should get a lot more credit than they get. That's Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Brockers. Uh, Tomlinson will be playing for the Vikings this year and Brockers is with the Lions and headed over to the Rams. So I think it can be difference makers for their teams. Oh, we're going to have some debates here, Duncan, I feel. <laughs> oh, I, feel this in the, I feel it in the air. I don't think we're going to get a quick consensus, are we? No, I think there's, there's one clear name that, that stands out. I'll, I'll, I'll build up to that one. I've gone... I actually very nearly didn't have Khalil Mack in my team, not because I don't think he deserves it, but because our lads, which is where I was going for the rosters, didn't have uh, the, didn't have him listed, uh, which was a bit confusing. Um, so Khalil Mack and, and Daniil Hunter, I've gone on the edge. Um, the one of my defensive tackles, I'll start with the uh, the more uh, debatable one. I've gone with Michael Pierce, um, who, who's a solid option and, and plays many years with the Ravens, so that probably clouds my junction uh, judgment. Um, but I'm actually going to overrule uh, Pierce, even though I think he he does a, a solid job uh, for Akeem Hicks, uh, who's been a, a solid a solid player for the Bears, uh, and also is a lovely lovely bloke who I who I spoke to, and indeed his dad. <laughs> but the uh, the one that, uh, bone I have to pick with you, Duncan, is where is Kenny Clark in that team? Oh, now that is a fair shout. I love Kenny Clark, and I completely forgot him. I was going to uh, say he's one of your favourite players. No, he's so good. Um, and come back to me a minute, and I'll decide which of Tomlinson and Brockers is out because Clark's in. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've gone with Khalil Mack. I think that that's consensus as one of the edge players. Um, and we've already touched upon who are the two guys that have gone in for the interior. The, the one that stood out, obviously, for me was Kenny Clark from Green Bay. Um, and I've also gone for Akeem Hicks. Um, I think the... It was a 2019 season. He missed a lot of games through injury and the, the Bears' defence really suffered for that. Um, I think he's been um, a very steady player in the in the middle of that offense, uh, defensive line for them. And the other edge, uh, that was a real kind of toss and turn. And I'm not really going to fight my corner too much for this one because Darius Smith was the other option. But the, the guy I went for was, uh, if, he, if he's fit and healthy, he's Daniel Hunter. From the the Vikings, I think that he is a very good pass rusher. And if if we're turning injuries off for this exercise, I don't know if we're not. If we are, if we're not, who knows? But if if injuries are off, he would be um, my pick just above Zadarius Smith. But I'm not going to argue the toss for that. If you wanted to beat Zadarius Smith, then I'm I'm quite. I think in terms of raw talent, then Hunter has it. I quite agree. It's it's a debate depending on injuries and and other off off the field issues with with Daniel Hunter or or Danielle Hunter as it is spelled. Um, but I, I think Hunter definitely has more talent over Cedric Smith, who was has been great in Green Bay, but has also uh, benefited from being in in good schemes as well. Yeah, I've got a bit bit of a mix of uh, everybody's really. Khalil Mack, I think uh, everyone's gone for him. He, he's uh, he's pretty good. Uh, I've got Brockers in there, uh, along with you, Duncan. Um, another, I guess, LA Ram. Not not a not so much a reject, but someone they just can't afford to keep everybody there, can they? Uh, then Kenny Clark, and then I've gone Daniel Hunter as well. Um, that's my defensive line. So what do we think overall there? No, I, I'm absolutely happy to have Hunter, and I nearly picked him. Um, I, I love the Smiths um, as a tandem; they're fantastic. Um, but Hunter is. 
is as good as, as they are, if not better. Um, and I am going to begrudgingly drop Michael Brockers and have Tomlinson-Clark because um, uh, Tomlinson is he's just really, really good. Um, he's, he's that run, you know, run stuffing defensive tackle. Um, he was great for the Giants. He's going to be great uh, this season as well. Um, but no one else picked him. So it's, uh, it's by the by, isn't it? So I think we've got three out of four pretty much consensus in Hunter, Mack and Clark. And the debate comes becomes that final defensive tackle or that second defensive tackle spot. Yeah. I'm 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 not hugely fussed who we go for because I think they've all got their merits and I wouldn't stamp my feet about any of my picks not being picked. Surely we have to go to for Akeem Hicks as we spoke to him. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that is the rule. Picked... If he's been spoke to, he, he gets yeah. straight in, doesn't he? <laughs> more, more to be fair, more of us picked Hicks than picked Tomlinson or Brockers. Uh, now that I've dropped him, um, and he is great. You know, I can't, I can't argue. He's written down in my margins. I, I nearly had him. Well, there we go. I think we'll uh, we'll go with Hicks then. Next up, we've got linebackers. Um, and I've only got two, Duncan. Um, who else? Who have you got? And who has everyone else got? Mm-hmm. I have got Roquan Smith. Um, he's really key to that Bears defence, uh, which is pretty strong. It's pretty underrated, and he is a huge part of that. Um, and one of my favourite linebackers in the league happened to play with uh, Kenny Clark at UC- U- UCLA, uh, and that's Eric Kendricks. I think absolutely superb. Um, he's he's one of the best uh, doing it at the moment. Uh, they are my two. Yeah, Roquan Smith. Is one of my two. I've again gone for a four-two-five formation, if you want to call it that. Um, and Roquan Smith makes my team. Um, I wasn't hugely fussed for the linebacker group in this division. I thought it was quite hard to pick someone as a standout. That there could be a few different options, and I went with Anthony Barr from the Vikings. But you know, when you said Kendricks, yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. I just wasn't sold on this as being an, an amazing linebacker group, so definitely sticking to two has been advantageous. I had pretty much the same debate as, as Stuart. Roquan Smith was the uh, the obvious pick for me. He's he's been really good for the, the Bears and and a real linchpin. Uh, there, I went with Anthony Barr, but had the same debate as you, uh, Stuart. I, I think he's been. He has been a very good player for the Vikings, but not quite the superstar that potentially um, potentially he could. He was almost expected to be because he was in the Khalil Mack draft, if I remember rightly, and just hasn't quite lived up to the the hype that was there. But it's interesting that we've uh, we spoke. Or oh, Duncan, you mentioned about the 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 Smith pairing in Green Bay, and I don't think anyone's really <laughs> that, that while they do really perform well and, and link up well that. I've got two Smiths in my team, but neither of them are in, in that one, and I haven't heard them mention that much other than that. Well, in uh, in steps uh, myself, that's not the correct term, but in I come, uh, I've got Zadari Smith, I've got him as an offensive linebacker, so I'm having him as one of my linebackers. Um, so there you go, one of the Smiths makes it in from Green Bay, and then, as everyone else, I've also got, well, Roquan Smith and Eric Kendricks as linebackers, so um, yeah, they'd be my three. They're very good, I'd be pretty happy with them. I have to jump in here then. Eric Kendricks, I will absolutely bang the table all night for. He's loads better than Anthony Barr. Uh, and he's, all, you know, he's up there, top five in the league, probably, uh, of, of middle linebackers. Um, 
the Vikings couldn't do without him, whereas they they let Barr go and re-signed him. Um, I don't know if that says anything. I know it's all money-related, but Kendrick's over Barr for me every time. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to give you that one. Happy to concede there. Again, there's there's not many great linebackers in this division, so yeah, Kendrick's Kendrick's can go in from my point of view. I'm happy with that. But forgive me if I'm wrong here. It's not Eric Kendricks that has the uh, the ongoing case against him, is it? That's Michael Kendricks, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, and he's just signed for the 49ers, I think. Oh, oh, it just seems to go on and on that one of when when is he actually going to be sentenced? But there you go, R- wrong person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So a bit of consensus now onto the uh, defensive backfield. Uh, we'll start with corners. Who have we got there, guys? So I think there was one that stood out for me that was an absolute must. Um, and I think he's become one of the better cornerbacks in the league. And that's Jair Alexander from Green Bay. Um, I think he's up there with, with some of the best. He's, he's come on really well since he's been drafted. And um, I think he was the, the obvious choice. And, and I'd be hopeful that he's going to make most other people's teams. Another one I went with was um, a guy who's done really well, very young, very early in his career, but I thought he, he came on really well last year, which was Jalen Johnson from the Chicago Bears. Um, so I've, I've picked two two corners, and that's the two that I've gone with. I, I agree with you on Alexander, probably the, the best uh, young corner in, in the league, uh, really performing well in Green Bay and, and key to them having a balance rather than just being heavy on the offense. Uh there were two options for me uh, on either side of the scale, really. I considered Jeff Okuda uh, more in terms of uh, potential rather than production, having had a, an OK, um, well, ha- having had a lot of hype out of the draft. But in the end, I went for for a new boy in the division in, in Patrick Peterson, uh, who is obviously a tried and tested uh, guy from for the Cardinals and, and has moved across. Um, so I, I don't think you can really go wrong with a pairing of Alexander and, and Peterson. Do you reckon, Brian, do you want to not, not go last for a round? Oh, what a treat. Um, <laughs> it's, not, I mean, it's not very exciting. I, I've got the same as uh, I've got the same as Adam there, Jair uh, Alexandra and Patrick Peterson. Um, he certainly, I mean, I was looking at him before. He, he, he seems like he's, he's dead old, but he's not. He's, he's only 31. He's still got plenty left in the tank. Um, he's maybe slightly past his best, but I think he's still, uh, he's, well, he's still, for me, the, the second best corner in this uh this division i want to to give a shout out to eric stokes who was just drafted for the packers um in the first round he should be very good um sort of obviously pairing with alexandra they could have a really good backfield um but yeah for now that's my two corners yes stokes Stokes only really needs to be better than king doesn't he and that won't be (laughs) that hard (laughs) um I have three corners, of course, um, as is my formation. Uh, I like to have my slot guy, and my slot guy is Jalen Johnson. Uh, he had a second time mentioning, so I won't hop on, but he had such a great rookie season um, that I can't leave him out. Um, he's going to be a big, big piece for them. Uh, and then the obvious two, Jair Alexander and Patrick Peterson. Um, Alexander, superb. Peterson, still one of the best ones going. Uh, that Vikings have a sneaky good team this year. So it looks like it's going to be Peterson and Alexander as, as nailed on then. I, I think so. Uh, and it depends on how many players everyone else has as to how many corners we go for. I think maybe we can get Johnson in there. 
I was going to say, I have three safeties to nominate. Yeah, I'm on the three safety group as well, yeah. Ooh. Right, well, let's do the safeties, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll see our little bonus defensive backing. So, uh, I guess, Adam, kick us off. Who's your safeties? Oh, I've gone with, with two ball hawks, and this is where the Bears really uh, come to the fore, really, with Tashawn Gibson and Eddie Jackson, who have both... Have been high up in the interception rankings, if not uh, if not won the the award for the year. Uh, I think they're they're key to the to staying fit for the. It's key them staying fit is key for the Bears to uh, to to succeed this year and potentially uh, nab a wild card. Uh, and the other option is is an old reliable in in Harrison Smith. Um, maybe a, a bit longer in the tooth, but uh, still a, a solid option and uh, another guy who I've uh, had the pleasure to have met as well. So there you go. <laughs> Okay, so we've matched up on two of those guys. Um, I think Eddie Jackson from Chicago. Um, yeah, he the year before last he had a ridiculous amount of interceptions, um, just all over the place. Really good ball skills. Um, I think he's a great uh, safety. And I also went for Harrison Smith just for that old head, bit of experience in, in the back end of the team. I think he's been a really good um, safety for the for the Vikings over the years. And the other one I went for was another player from Green Bay, um, another younger player, Darnell Savage. Um, I think he's really blossomed into one of the better safeties. Um, he's still quite young. Um, he's shown a lot of potential. And I think that the, the Packers got a good pick when they picked up him in the draft. Uh, my two safeties won't be too dissimilar, I'm afraid. There won't be no shocks here. AD Jackson, who uh, for me, yeah, definitely is living off uh, two years ago. Um, oh, he got some injuries though. It's an absolute fair play to him. I can't wait to see him back again. Um, and Harrison Smith, uh, who yeah, is still one of the hardest hitting, strongest uh, linebackers. Uh, sorry, uh, safeties in the league. Although I want to give a shout out to Savage's uh, mate at safety, Adrian Amos, um, who's you know I say this all the time, so underrated, should be far better known uh, for the talent that he has. Um, but yeah, my two sticking with uh, Jackson and Smith. We started with conformity and we'll end with conformity by the time. <laughs> Unless Brian has ah. to say about that. <laughs> no, I will conform. Uh, it's Harrison Smith, uh, Eddie Jackson, and very similar to what you said there, Duncan. One I sort of had uh, as my reserve safety, let's say, was Adrian Amos at Green Bay. He's, uh, he's a great player. Maybe doesn't get the credit he deserves, um, but should have a really good year. But um, in terms of my top two, Harrison Smith, Eddie Jackson, I think you'd be very happy with them as your safeties, wouldn't you? Absolutely, which kind of brings us back to our slot, doesn't it? Do we go three safeties? Do we go that slot corner? Uh, I, I, I do love Jalen Johnson uh, uh, with his potential. If we're looking at getting a, a second corner, uh, sorry, a third corner or a third safety in, um, the two the two of mine that would be potentially missing out is Jalen Johnson or Darnell Savage. And I would much rather bang the drum, as they say, for Jalen Johnson over Savage. So if we wanted to go three corners, I'd, I'd happily take him as a as a third. I think I'm on an island with my two options at safety or cornerback for for number three. So I can't really argue argue for their uh, argue their corner. I'm I'm happy to go with it. I think we should have what I said, Zadarius Smith as an extra sort of offensive linebacker. But if that doesn't work, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there. Um, but yeah, I think Johnson's corner. I, I like that. Um, yeah, should we go with that? Yeah, happy enough with that. Or, or uh, getting giving Mr. Darius Smith some love, love as well would be uh, would be a good option. 
well, we'll uh, we can figure that out after. We can maybe let let the Twitter university side for us. Um, but I mean, yeah. So that looks like a. I think that's a pretty good defense overall. Um, not me. I don't. I mean, I can barely read my writing, as you know. Sometimes not any uh, any lions in there. What does that say to you? Yeah, I think that the lions have a lot of work to do on defense. Um, in particular, they, they brought some talented uh, rookies in playing in the defensive tackle position. Um, Levi Wunderike and um, Ali McNeil, um, big guys who who a potential is there. But they had a lot of defensive players who were very much hand-selected by Matt Patricia to fit a Matt Patricia defence. And they may not be the right players for another defence. So I think they've got a lot of manoeuvring about. Jeff Akuda was a a number three overall pick um, just over a year ago. Struggled a little bit in his rookie year. I don't think he had a great year, but it's a difficult position to play as a rookie. I think corners tend to come on a little bit later um, than, than some other positions. So I think they do have a lot of work to do. I think that they'll be more competitive. I think they brought in players who they, they look to kind of show what they are. They, I think they're going to be uh, a physical, hard-hitting team. Um, I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, but I certainly think they'll be the start of something with the, with the new head coach looking at what he's, he's tried to bring in there. Yeah, they've got they've got some pieces, as you mentioned. I like the two rookies uh, especially, and they've got some players, you know, Trey Flowers or Alex Anzalones, Jamie Collins, that had something three or four years ago, so can offer something today. But none of them are as good as the players we picked. Um, and overall, the players we picked don't have a lot of competition for that dream team. You know, we we talked about people like Zaria Smith, um, uh, Brian O'Neill, but overall, I think I was surprised with how little competition there was to get into a dream team if if you follow I I tend to agree it's not it's a top heavy but no no depth division agree agree maybe that's why Aaron Rodgers is so good he gets to play these three teams twice a year I was going to say I think that it does make the uh, the bears uh, it, it's where you could make the argument of the bears making a, a playoff run uh, more as a wild card uh, potentially you could have Two team, uh, three teams out of this this division in in the Vikings, uh, Bears, and, and Packers winning it, but I, I think they'd struggle personally against the the rest of the NFC field. Yeah, I think I mean I think well the Packers is the favourites to to win this division. Um, Matt Lafleur has done really well in his first couple of years. He's got he's got a very high winning percentage, um, but they've just kind of fallen short when they've when they've hit the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure there's going to be a contender for the NFC crane comes from this division, if I'm honest, looking at the other teams. And are we going to get any of the wildcard teams from this division? Maybe, but it, it, it would be tight. I can't see uh, there being two great teams coming out of this division. I, I still think there's a sneaky dark horse uh, in the Vikings. Uh, if they can keep the injuries down. They've got a good starting team on both sides of the ball. If Kirk Cousins does well, uh, well enough that they can keep the games uh, close, uh, while Davon Cook carries the offense in a similar sort of way to how Marshawn Lynch did in Seattle, because they've got a strong, strong enough defense to do that. Um, I think you could have a, a, a sneaky dark horse there. Well, one thing for sure. 
with this division, of course, Aaron Rodgers will throw his toys out of the pram this time next year and then pick <laughs> them all up and run back to pre-season, as he does. Well, there we go. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with our penultimate division preview. That's how close we are to the season. How exciting. In the meantime, be sure to check out the website, 99yards.com, and our Twitter, at 99yards, for plenty more content. Thanks for listening.